What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Power Play. On today's episode, I am joined by Sam Roberts. Sam is a podcast host, radio personality, and WWE personality. Since October of 2016, he has been the co-host of Jim Norton and Sam Roberts on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Roberts was an intern and producer for the Opie and Anthony radio show from 2005 to 2014. He is also the host of Not Sam Wrestling Podcast and Not Sam Wrestling on the WWE Network. Guys, before we dive into the episode, I left the link down below to Sam's Instagram. Go ahead and follow him. Check out his Instagram, as well as his website, at notsam.com. And if you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and leave a like rating and a review. And if you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and drop a follow. It does wonders for the podcast, and it goes a long way. Let's dive into the episode. much for coming on the show today thanks for inviting me thanks for having me of course so now i know a lot of people know you through the wwe and you know you're on sirius xm with jim norton and you have some you have a podcast as well but like i said me personally i know you from the wwe and i feel like a lot of your fans follow you through that so if you could just start us off by explaining how you got involved with the wwe and how that's going where it is now uh yeah i mean it's kind of like a a a long time coming i guess i've I've just been a wrestling fan forever since i was a little kid and i was working in radio i was working for uh the opie and anthony show as a producer and i kind of started realizing that i could get into like wwe's press conferences and stuff like that and i started doing interviews with wrestlers this is probably like i don't know 15 12 years ago at this point and uh you know and and just started making friends with everybody uh and kind of got my name around that way and everybody kind of knew I was and knew I was interested in the product and that I was interested in doing things with them. Uh, and one day, uh, about five years ago, Michael Cole called me who I met a, a while before and we had, you know, kept in touch. He's an awesome dude and said that he wanted to bring in some outsiders to be a part of the kickoff show panels. And wanted to know if I would want to come in and and do one of the kickoff show panels at the WWE's pay-per-view events. I was like, yeah, Michael Cole, I would definitely like to do one of those kickoff show panels. So I came in and did one and then they invited me back for another one and another one and another one. And, and that's been the way it's been. And, and since then there's been a bunch of other projects on like the WWE network and through WWE's digital department that, you know, as they're, as their programming has expanded and, and the type of content they do has expanded. Yeah, uh, there have just been all these new little pockets that somebody like me, who's really just a super fan, and that's it, can kind of fit into. Right, dude, that is awesome. Before we continue, are you in your as is your studio in your house? Yeah, this is my yeah, this is my home studio. That is sick. That is crazy because <laughs> yeah. I, I was making sure I wasn't pulling you from like home. You to like drive 15, 20 minutes to the studio. No, it's been a, it's it's like amazing that I could actually like because there was a time where it'd be like you would message me and go oh can you know you want to do my podcast it'll just be this little amount of time yeah I'd be like, yeah but then i'd have to go into a studio and like you know you had to add an hour here for transportation and yep. everything no like we moved into a house uh three or four years ago and that was what i told my wife i was like jess whatever you want to do wherever you want to live i i don't care like whatever house you think is right for us every, everything from the ground to the sky is you. I just yeah. need some place that has a basement 
that I get full and complete reign over and that I can, I can create what I need to create down there. And so, yeah, I mean, this whole year of being, you know, kind of trapped in the house, I've been doing like pre literally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've just, yeah. The first day I was like, yeah, I, just, I got a studio downstairs. I just go there. That's wild. Yeah. That's awesome. I want a studio going down the road because right now I'm in my closet, as you can see all my clothes are behind me, but dude, it's a That's start and I love it. Cause honestly, it's like my own little studio. And my fans or whoever listens to me always gives me crap. Like, dude, you got to get a studio eventually. I'm like, yeah, down the road. I just started this thing back in June. I'm only 19. You got to give me some time. But yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. five years ago, I was uh, I was doing my wrestling podcast in we had a like a one bedroom apartment. And I just sit at the living room slash dining room slash everything table with a Yeti plugged into an iPad. And that was the studio. Yep. And that turns into this. And, you know, I mean, it all you know it, it all. Goes, yeah happens in 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 time there's no reason to rush exactly exactly and i'm sure you know you still have those moments like the damn is this kind of real because you know you're involved with the wwe and i have those moments you know being i guess uh early on interviewer slash broadcaster whatever you want whatever i want to identify myself as but you know i still have those moments like holy hell, you know, I'm talking to Sam Roberts. Like, it's crazy for me. And like, I'm sure you have those moments with WWE superstars. And that leads to the next question I want to ask you. You know, I'm sure you could probably pick out your favorite interview and person you've talked to, but do you have that one moment where it really stood out? Where you're like, you know, this really changed my life or, you know, this was something I'm going to always remember. Um, well, I mean, definitely those memories, like working with WWE and like going to those shows, like I'm sure I'll always remember the first kickoff show I ever did, you know, yeah. I'm sure I'll always remember the first WrestleMania that I went to as a staff member, like that I had an all access pass to, and I was actually doing stuff, holding a WWE microphone and everything like that stuff. It never gets not special yeah, and it never goes away, you know? So, I mean, those memories are huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's all little things. Like, and you never know what it is. Like, I mean, I remember, an interview that I did with Roman Reigns, like right around the year that he won the Royal Rumble. And it just kind of, I didn't even really realize that it, it was like a 20 minute phone interview, but just, it, it popped off just, I mean, timing wise and who he was at the time and the way he came off uh, on the interview, mm. it was that. I mean, some of the live shows that I've done at Caroline's Comedy Club in New York City, where it's yeah. like, when I've, I know that I'm like, I'm, I've literally, pro I'm producing live shows now. Mm. You know, it's like I'm yeah. sitting there and like once it's done, I'm like, wow, like I just produced a live show and like I was sitting up on stage with Sasha Banks and with Kevin Owens and like just they're trusting me to sit there with them for like 45 minutes in front of an audience and just, you know, reciprocate conversation yeah, yeah. like that, that stuff is still mind blowing to me. I'm sure it is. Now, do you have that one guest where you're like, you know, is this real? Like, do you have, do you have a guest where like, you never thought you'd have on the podcast or the network show? Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, this year it was the undertaker. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, sitting yeah. there, sitting there, the first interview I did with the undertaker was on the radio show with Jim Norton on Sirius and yeah. like that coming together. And like, it was when the undertaker's documentary first came out and I was like, is he going to do press for this? Cause he was out, he's out of character in the documentary. Right. And it's really the first time that you're seeing this legend, this wrestling legend and this like legendary character, you're seeing the person. And I'm like, Oh my God, like he never does interviews, but I started texting people like, Hey, I, I know it's a long shot, but if he's doing any interviews, you know, 
I'm, I'm on my way. I'm, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a dream. And you know, it's always been a dream. Right. And like, yeah, we got you in a couple of weeks. We'd go by and he'd pop up and do an interview here, doing an interview there. And I'd be like, ah, oh, maybe it's just not going to happen. And then one day they were like, look, I think we can get him on this day at this time with this work. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever would work, whatever would work. And that finally coming through. And then doing the show uh, at the end of last year, going into this year on the WWE network. I, I I booked all the guests for that show myself, like just mm -hmm. for people that I knew, except for one show where I reached, I, I reached out to the producers of the WWE network. And I was like, Hey guys, I see that the undertaker and Kane are doing this documentary. You think we could get undertaker and Kane together on my show on the network? Like, I don't know, man, we'll see what we could do. And I get this email going like, does this time work? Does that time work? I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, time anytime works. works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I end up like, they're like, okay, here's the time. And like, I'm talking to my wife. I'm like, I don't think they realize it, but I think they gave me an hour to sit Jeez. there and talk to the undertaker and Kane. Like that is awesome. What they, why, why would they do this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that is but they good. did it. And it was, yeah, it was such, such a cool experience. I know. And I love that. Like, you know, when you said you've booked everybody on your own, um, I try and give a lot of my listeners and people who listen to me advice when they ask. And, you know, I have a lot of people ask me, you know, Joe, how do you get these guys on your show? How do you reach out to these people? How do you make these connections? And I also tell them it's about presentation, which I'm sure you took a big, you know, you're huge on presentation, how you present yourself. But it's also I'm a big believer in just shooting your shot and just seeing what happens. Like, cause you went out there, you know, you reached out to all these people to try and get undertaker and Kane on. And then, you know, someone finally responded and they're asking you times and like, you know, when can you, you know, when are you free? When is this, when is that? And you know, you weren't expecting it, but you, I guess in a sense you believed in it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's, you're right on the money. I was probably your age or so in college, like probably 19, 20 mm -hmm. when I started not Sam. And I started yeah. it in my dorm room and it like, you know, technology wasn't then what it is today. So it was like, you know, I'm not getting gas. I'm not doing this, but it was just like, you know, you could still find ways. There's like typing yeah. HTML yeah. code, but like you can figure out ways to create content. Exactly. Not Sam was. And yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know who you were, but you DM'd me and I just kind of clicked on your profile because I saw your thumbnail mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, it's like a well done thumbnail. So I clicked on your profile. And I mean, the reason I was like, oh yeah, I would do that is because you would struck me as somebody that took the time to like take care in, in your branding. Yep. And like, it actually seemed like you had a product that you wanted to mm -hmm. present, not yep. just like, yep. hey, I'm in college and I bought a Yeti. Will you do an exactly. interview with me? And I was like, yeah, were you talking for like 30 minutes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Like I said earlier, and I try and always give people like it's all about presentation. And I'm sure, you know, because I know correct me if I'm wrong, your, um, when you were trying to get your uh, radio talk show spot, it was just supposed to be a, um, a uh, whatchamacallit, um, internship, right? Yeah, that's how it started, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and like, you know, and you were just out there and it's the way I guess you presented yourself and how you bought it to the table and what you said, to, you know, it, it only takes one answer, you know, I, I've learned that very quick, you know, it only takes that one yes to be like, you know, and it, it takes off from there, but that's what I want to talk about next. So how is being on the radio different from, I guess, hosting a podcast or being on the WV network? What are some of those differences? And I guess similarities that you kind of, when the two come together, how does it kind of unfold? Being on the radio is, is different than any of those other things because it's live and it's just in the moment. And there's no, like, you don't think about 
editing. You don't think about how I'm going to put this into here. It's just the show starts when the show starts, the show ends when the show ends. And if you don't like it, you got to wait till tomorrow to do a new one because it's just, <laughs> just exists as it right. exists. And it's still like the only thing left where, and Sirius, I think it's one of the only places left where you actually go in and they like give you full or they give us full creative freedom mm. uh, to just go in and kind of create a show over the course of three hours in the morning. Yeah. Um, and, and that is a completely different dynamic, but what it does do is it, it prepares you to be kind of alert and on your feet and, and ready for whatever, and just have this, because when you're doing it, you have to have this mindset of constantly being aware of the moment and creating and also thinking about what's happening next and where are we at and, and, you know, kind of having this full kind of macro view of the whole show mm -hmm. and also the micro view of the actual conversation that you're in. So you, you kind of develop that or you should develop that over time. Right. And I think that what that does is then when you end up or when I end up doing a show for WWE, it's like, I work much better without, a script or without somebody feeding me dialogue in my ear or something like that, just because I'm used Natural. to, yeah, right. yeah. Just Being figuring it out in my brain as I go. And like when I do podcasts, it's, I, I can't stand, I like, I don't edit almost anything unless there's something that, you know, somebody specifically doesn't want in or, right. you know, but almost nothing because I can't, I can't stand that process mm -hmm. of going back and editing. Cause I don't like, way. I don't like to hear myself. I think I'm terrible. And I'm just not yeah, used to I, either. That's the beauty of radio. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. And the next thing I want to talk about is the WWE Network. You know, how did that? Even, how did you even get a show on the network? Like, how did that even come about? <laughs> I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they, they, they came to me and they were like, uh, they were like, hey, uh, we want to create content for the wwe network that'll be on the free version and that's the type of content that people can just kind of leave on just yeah. kind of watch and leave on and and they said you know and, and we're going to some people that are outside of us you know i think they wanted they wanted a show that they didn't have to produce you know right. they could take a look at and fine tune if needed but like there's not there's not that many people i don't think that that could write produce host and just do the whole show and deliver mm -hmm. them a show and they and that they could trust to do that and so i think they said we want something different and we want something that we're not producing and that's not just because they don't want to produce it it's because they want content on the network that doesn't you know when you're watching a wwe production oh, yeah yeah right and so they want something that feels different and i'm like i was like yeah and I, but i was like look you know if you want me to do the podcast, I'll just do the podcast, but I want to do like a, almost like a Wayne's, like an upscale Wayne's world yeah. wrestling where it's literally right. me and my buddy hot dog. Mm -hmm. And that's it. It's the two of us. And what happens when we give the two of them some cameras and some microphones and ask for a show and boom, here it is. Not Sam wrestling. I said, that's, that's what I think. That would be me. That's the most me thing. And and that's what I would want to put on the yeah. network because it's so different from anything else on the network. And, right. and they were like, yeah, let's, let's try it. Let's do it. Why not? And I mean, you know, I hats off to them for like being willing to try something like right. this. Um, but man, I mean, I worked, I worked so hard on that show because 
I don't know, when somebody gives you an opportunity like that, you I, it, it weighs, and it, not only you have to take it, but it weighs heavy on me to do everything in my power to deliver a product that's not going to let anybody down or make yep. anybody look stupid. You know, I don't want yeah. the guy, yeah, yeah. I don't want the boss's boss being like, well, why would you put this on the network? Exactly. Like, Who what, this what guy on? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, yeah, I put a lot and, and I mean, me and hot dog, who's, you know, he's my producer and my mm -hmm. buddy, like we were marveling at the end of the 15 episode run at how much content we had packed into those 15 hours. Like there was, there, there was just so much in each episode that I'm actually really, really proud of how they turned out. Mm -hmm. That's awesome, dude. And I, you know, I love what you said when they gave you the show, and, you know, they, you produce it, you did everything for it, but more importantly, they gave it to you because they knew what you were going to deliver and you were yourself. You know, I always see these guys and I'm not calling anybody out, but when they go on these, you know, these shows or they have their own podcast to try and be somebody else, they're not. And I like to explain to the people that ask for me for advice and come to me that, you know, when you're putting out a product, you want someone to fall in love with you. And when they fall in love with you, they're going to fall in love with your brand. And it's going to grow from there. Like, you know, Sam, like I like you for you, you know, I like what you put out. You're entertaining as hell. You know, you're a great guy to talk to. You can carry a conversation. And I think people need to understand when they're starting a brand or when they're wanting to start something and they want to take it above and beyond, they have to be themselves. Yeah. And I, I think authenticity goes a long way. It does. Um, and I think that, yeah, I think that it seems exhausting mm -hmm. to not be yourself. And it, it seems that, like that's a very short term road to success because trends change and, and popularity changes. And if you're trying to be like the thing that you've seen, if you're trying to just mimic the thing that you saw that inspired you to do this, like if you're trying to, you know, make a living on YouTube because you watch this person on YouTube mm -hmm. and so you make videos like that person does. Well, that's cool. But once that style is out of style, like the first guy that did it, people will follow him because he created it. Like he's yeah, not he doing that because exactly. it's cool. It's, it's, his. it's his. And he'll figure out what the next thing is. You mm -hmm. are going to be waiting for the next person to copy unless you figure it out quicker. And yeah, yep. I mean, I, I think that I think you have to live. I, I decided really early on that I, I was just going to have to live or die by me. Yep. And that would be the goal. And it's like, and, and that's still my philosophy. Like I can't mm -hmm. drive myself crazy trying to be anybody that I'm not. And yeah. you know, if I'm going to, if I'm not going to succeed, then I need to at least not succeed as myself. Exactly. I feel you. Yeah. 100%. And the next thing I wanted to talk about was, you know, continuing on the WWE network, you got the network show and your podcast. So those to i guess help each other grow in a sense like has that helped your podcast yeah definitely and it's really interesting because i think that uh i think that it's a it's like a slow trickle and i've always been that way i don't know what it is but it's it's i, I it always feels like with the stuff that i do stuff ends up being a slow trickle of 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 you know building that audience yeah. really slowly but i actually have grown to really like that approach because you end up mm -hmm. with people that are really willing to ride with you yeah you know like it's not this sort of wave of like oh this is cool right now we love this stuff. it's just like one guy goes this is awesome this yep. is like this is cool and then they go oh he's got a youtube channel oh he's got a podcast and you know all of a sudden they become a real fan of, fan of yours a real follower a real just somebody that's that's riding mm -hmm. with you and i think that that that's 
that's the fan base that I've always wanted. And I think that if you look at the way content is produced now and, and the different methods, like I, I think that, that I would argue that it's a smarter play to go for that smaller, more loyal, true to you audience than it is to try to create something with the goal of getting a billion people right to get yep. behind it. Yeah. You know, I completely agree with that because I'm one that's taken accustomed to that because like I said to you earlier, I started this thing back in June and with just the intention of networking and see where it goes. You know, I yeah. was having a conversation with my little cousin and he's like, we're, you know, just having a conversation about life, whatever, so on and so forth. And he said, dude, just start a podcast. He's like, you have such a great voice, you know, see where it goes. So I said, okay. And here we are what, nine months later talking to Sam Roberts. You know, I've had guests on that. I didn't think I'd ever have on, but like I mentioned earlier, it's just about taking that leap and just seeing where it goes. Like, I'm sure you can honestly say that you felt the same way because who knew you would have been involved in the WWE, you know, cause so early on you were such a big, you're a super fan and now you're doing this and you're talking to these guys and have these interviews and it's just so wild. Yeah. And I mean, it's even little things. It's like, you know, you start at Sirius XM as an intern and mm -hmm. you kind of move up the ranks, but at some point you have to kind of have the balls to be like, look, my goal here is to do a show and to be on the air. And like, that's why I'm here and I'm willing to do whatever it is that I have to do to prove that I'm ready for at least the opportunity and the opportunity to learn and the opportunity to grow from that position. And that's a scary thing. Like it's it one is. thing to go through all the work of, of just getting your foot in the door. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, and it's still difficult to this day to find these moments where you're like, I'm going to have to clarify and tell this person exactly what it is that I want. Because yep. a lot of times you'll, people are willing to give you an opportunity, but like, it, it like kind of blows your mind because this goal of yours or this thing that you want is so clear in your head that you feel like you're wearing it on your t-shirt that everybody knows and everybody can see. But the truth is that everybody is, is, is wrapped up in their own stuff. Exactly. And like people don't know what you're after. People don't know what you're looking for until mm -hmm. you make Put it, it clear. There. And you know, yeah. you put into action the steps that you're, you're taking to get there. Yeah, dude. And it's like, I feel like you have to do that in a sense because not everyone's a mind reader, you know, and, and it, I mean, not, no one's a mind reader. I should say no one knows what you're thinking yeah. and no one knows what your dreams are. So I always feel like if you're truly passionate about something and you truly have a vision, you're going to achieve it. I say that in almost every single podcast episode, I, you know, host and post whatever, but I feel like that if you truly want something, you're going to put forth the effort and you're going to make sure you get it at every risk. You know, like you mentioned earlier, that, you know, you did this thing and this is what you wanted. You know, you went to school for broadcasting. You knew exactly what you wanted. Who knew you were going to be here today? And the things you're going to be doing are absolutely wild. But you put in the effort and you just, you went with it. And, you know, look where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's always just been about the work, too. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was never and it never has been about trying to figure out how to get rich doing it or, you know, what you gotta love it gonna put me in the best position. Yeah. It's just about the only goal is, I mean, it can't even be about view counts and numbers or anything. It's just gotta be, all right, the goal here is to put on the best show possible or the best podcast or the best, create the best video or whatever it is that you're doing. Like just make it 
good enough that you can sit there and like I said about the network show and just go, no, I stand by that thing that I did. I'm proud of it. And if two people see it and nobody gives you a dollar for it, it doesn't matter. Like that's not what it's about. And then immediately start working on the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. Yep. Dude, I completely agree with you because like I'm doing this and I know you do what you do because you love it. And at the end of the day, yes, unfortunately, we live in a reality where money is a big motivator for a lot of people, which is okay to a point. You know, you need money to survive. You need money to live. But what I try and help a lot of people understand that you have to have um, a vision and you have to have a purpose with what you're doing and you have to want, like, you have to know what you want. And I'm not sure if you're big into it, but I'm huge into manifestation. You know, I I read books, the 12 spiritual laws of success, and I'm big into manifesting what I want, but you also have to be passionate about what you're doing. Like you are very passionate about wrestling and, you know, it turned into a global phenomenon and here you are working for the WWE, you know, did you think you'd be doing that? No, probably not, but you did it and you're still doing it. Yeah, no, I didn't, I, I wasn't, no, I, I knew that it's something that I wanted to do. And I mean, I auditioned for them and failed and, and, you know, like did I try to work for them. Yeah. But like, was I ever ballsy enough to be like, I think I'll be working for them. No, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I think that like, you can't, you can't kid yourself. Right. Yeah. Like you have to, and, and because it's not in your control. Right. Like, that's the thing. Like, like, am I going to try? Yeah. Am I going to do everything that I can? Yeah, but ultimately, I'm not going to pretend like I can decide whether somebody else says yes or no. Ultimately, right. they're going to say yes or no. And exactly. there's a million things at play and timings at play and everything else is at play. I mean, yep. you know, ultimately, and you're right about money. I, like, ultimately, if doing this type of thing is something that you want to do, there's, there's, there's two things that you have to do. Number one, you just have to figure out how to make enough money to pay the bills. Like that's all you should, you can't go broke, right? Because then, because here's what happens. If you just go, no, the money will come. I'm just going to work on this 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Eventually you will not be able to pay the bills and you'll go, okay, well, I'm going to quit this thing so I can go get a job to pay the bills. So you have to figure out in the beginning a way, whether it's a part-time job, whether it's doing something you don't like at all, whatever it is, like you, you go and you figure out a way to pay the bills And then every minute of the day that you're not working to pay the bills, you're, you're building this other thing that eventually will replace the thing that you're doing to pay the bills. Yep. Yep. I got one more question before we go with today, because unfortunately we're running out of time, but what advice could you give to someone who is chasing their dreams and wants to pursue more, but they feel stuck? Well, I mean, just keep trying and understand that, like, what do you say? You're 19? Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost 20 years older than you. I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) I'm 18 years older than you, and I am literally today on the same journey that I was on when I was your age. Like, it doesn't feel like it's been 18 years since I was sitting in a closet, you know, doing my <laughs> version of what you're doing. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it feels like that was, you know, within the last six months, I don't feel different as a human being. And, and the goals don't change either. Like you just keep reaching higher and reaching higher and reaching higher. But I mean, the point is you just, you keep working towards these things and you don't worry if, 
the first thing or the second thing or the ninth thing or the 20th thing doesn't work. Like you just keep trying and you keep working because the oddest opportunities and the oddest niches just kind of appear. You know, I would say don't have, don't set your goals to be specific, set your goals to be broad and then allow things to happen and realize like, Oh, that if I, if my goal, if I was dead set on going this way, I didn't even realize what was right, right over there. So that's, yeah. that, that's what I found is every opportunity that I've gotten to achieve, to achieve the things that I've wanted to achieve has come from a spot that I never would have imagined it would come from. Yeah, dude. I love it. Words of wisdom, dude. Thank you for coming on the show today. It was an absolute honor talking with you. Anytime, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you, brother.